You're listening to Yale Radio WYBC. This is Brainerd Carey with the lives of the artists, architects, curators, and more. Today on our show, I'm talking with Christopher Kondrich. Christopher, thanks so much for being with me today. Thank you so much for having me, Brainerd. It's great to be here. Christopher, we're talking on October 20th in 2021. It's, um, I don't know, all these dates seem auspicious. You know, we, we've been through a tough <laughs> year. Um, I know you're going to read some of your poetry today, but I feel like I should begin with asking, how has your practice been in the, in the, last, in the last year? Yeah, the, the, um, the pandemic has, has, been, uh, has had quite an impact um, you know, everybody has been has been facing hardships, and um, I'm very grateful to um, you know have my health and my family's health. Um, but living in in a very small house with with a small child and a spouse, um, a house in which the walls feel paper thin, um, you know, has had uh, an impact. Um, I, you know, I struggled for for both, um, you know, distance and space. And, um, but I was lucky enough to spend some time at the McDowell Colony this summer. Um, and the project that I've been working on for a couple of years opened up in a really exciting way um, that has been really sustaining me um, creatively since then. And... Um, I know you're, you're working on a new manuscript. Is, is that correct? Um, the, your, your book that got so much attention um, came out in, in 2019. Um, is that correct? Yeah, yeah. So Valuing um, came out in 2019. Um, and around the same time, I started... Um, writing a sequence of poems that um, I'm still working on, although I'm I'm fairly close to being to being done. Um, yeah, I really wanted to to spend the last couple of years just writing um, and really concentrating on on things that were that I think were integral to the to the manuscript. So yeah, I mean I've got a couple of new new poems, poems from this thing that I've been working on coming out this winter, and that'll be the first time that any of it sees the light of day. So I'm excited about that. I am too, and, I'm, and, and I'll ask you to read in just a moment. In, in, the, in terms of the difference between this manuscript and, and valuing your last book, um, is there a, a, a specific direction that's, that's different in this, in this new manuscript? Yeah, yeah. Um, well, Valuing um, was a collection of disparate poems that, um, that explored how and why we place value on, on different things in our lives and like what it means to use love as a lens through which to determine what to value as opposed to things like ideas like worth, which I think that especially in this sort of late capitalist society that that we live in that um, I feel like we're, we're driven to, to see things in terms of worth. Um, the, 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 the manuscript is, is a sequence of poems that um, 
it's a little bit of a, of, of a divergence from, from valuing um, insofar as it's, it's more directly about environmental exploitation and climate change and um, just like asking a, this question, like what it, what it would be like if we could feel the same kind of pain and sympathy and compassion for the natural world um, as we do with, with other people and whether that would have an impact on, you know, how we treat nature, if, if that could be the case. So I'm, I, I've been kind of writing towards that question these last couple of years. And I know you're going to read a few poems. What, what is the first poem you're going to read? Well, since I was just um, talking about this, this new manuscript, why don't I read one of the poems from it? Um, it'll be in the winter issue of the Paris Review. And the title of it is um, the first line of the poem. So uh, shall I read it? Yes, I'd love that. Okay. Um, so it's called Floodwaters Carry Coal Ash into the Cape Fear River. Floodwaters carry coal ash into the Cape Fear River because of a breach in the dam. It was meant to keep them in. That was the idea, at least. Keeping is always the idea. Also, stockpiling. As the stockpiled coal ash is swept from its basins at the Duke Energy Plant near Wilmington. Fish start feeding on it by puncturing the surface of the river from below, pinching the surface like a tissue and pulling down on morsels of coal ash containing the arsenic and boron, mercury and lead that is left after coal is burned. The ash looks edible, drifting there. It just has to fit between their lips for the fish to consider it food, absorb it into their flesh like a vowel. What they don't eat is carried off by the current. We all live downstream, though some live more downstream than others. That is where the coal ash is headed, not somewhere but to you who are farther downstream than me. Every ounce of ash I let pass by, I let pass by. It will soon reach you as it has been and is reaching you now. You cannot send it back upstream. The current is one-sided. It won't listen. Thank you. Um, a beautiful poem. I, you know, I, I love that idea of we're all living downstream. You know, there's there's a kind of wonderful feeling to that, emotion to that, especially as you talk in the end. You know, you, you, you can't go upstream, right? It's it's, it's this is yeah. this is ir- irreversible, and um, it's just a beautiful way I think to talk about, and as I as I read it, to talk about. 
the inevitable and um and, and also this curious line some which i'm probably paraphrasing correctly some live more downstream than others right yeah but, um, yeah we're all in different positions of vulnerability but um yeah but but beautifully beautifully put thank you yeah i i I definitely wanted to to incorporate the the notion that you know climate change is impacting us unequally um so um grappling with um you know my own consumption and you know participation and complicity in in the ways of and the means of consumption with, is is definitely a part of of this manuscript as well. Well, so that's exciting that this manuscript is being developed. That's a very um, you know beautiful preview. Uh, what is the next poem you're going to read? It I think it's not from this manuscript. Is that correct? Yeah. So um, I would love to read. Um, the first poem from Valuing, um, because I think that it really captures what it, what I meant when I said that, um, you know, how could we use love as a lens to determine things that we value in life as opposed to worth. Um, and, and so I, you know, that's, this is what the, the opening poem, Asylum, captures and, and what I wanted to establish right off the bat in this book. Okay, I'd love to hear it. Thank you. Thanks, Brandon. Yeah. Asylum. I choose to love the dawn. It speaks in light. Long had its silence silenced me. I choose to love this table where I lie, the instruments that tell me what I am made of. I am made of things I love, the onlookers peering over, trying to find some wood of them, maybe a gem or pencil they once held, maybe a vein like their veins or their sleep. I choose to love our auspices, because they brought us here. To love disobedience, because it shows the freedom to love or not love or value. I choose to value. I choose to love as asylum from that which presses me to hate. This body, which is not a body, this representation, which is all there is. I have a choice in the matter to touch you, I choose my hands. Thank you. Um, Yeah, such a beautiful piece of writing. Uh, This book also was received extremely well, right? You you were on a a lot of, um, uh, you know, finalist lists. You you, were winner of the National Poetry Series. Um, and, uh, yes, I was extremely, extremely lucky. But it's, but it's. Uh, I mean, it's, it's lucky, but it's also beautiful writing. I mean, how do you, how do you receive that as a poet? You know, I mean, um, 
artists of all kinds get these awards and, and there's all kinds of poets out there, you know, that are, that, that, that are great. Um, but it must be an incredible affirmation of, of this particular work and, and even of that particular poem that you just read in, in terms of how it's, how it's reaching others, how it's you know, kind of penetrating into other people. Yeah, um, it, it's, uh, it, was, it was quite overwhelming um, and uh, quite touching to me. You know, it's always, I mean, it's always moving to me that anyone reads anything that I write. Um, right, so right. It was even a little strange once the, once the book is out there and, and people are reading it. Yeah, it's kind of a strange feeling um, uh, because yeah, the poems are are you know as much as they are kind of um, trying to assert a kind of ethos, they're also really uh, vulnerable spaces that I occupied when I was when I was writing them so it's always it's always strange to uh for that to to be exposed yeah that's it's interesting you know that, that you see kind of the surprise of anybody reading them you know it's it's a, a book goes out into the world there's so many books into the world and um yeah and I wonder how things do travel that fast do you have any insight into that is it poet to poet, I mean, you know, I have a book recommendation list, people recommend books to me all the time, but, but that doesn't account for uh, suddenly everyone reading, valuing, or passing it around, and, and, um, and, getting, and getting value out of it, right? Um, how, do you have any idea of the mechanics of that, how something like that happens? I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> it's certainly not because I'm I'm very good at social media. I will tell you that. <laughs> so I, I know you have another one you're going to read. I'd, I'd love to hear one more. Uh, this one is also from Valuing. Yeah, yeah. So um, I wanted to read a poem that kind of spoke to what I mentioned about um, worth being. The kind of the kind of lens that I feel like we're taught to use um, as as we navigate um, these these consumptive late capitalist lives in which we are the very things that uh, we are consuming. Um, I wrote three ecrastic poems based on three of Goya's black paintings, um, one uh, that was based on fight with cudgels, um, one for, in response to perhaps the most widely known painting, Saturn Devouring His Son, and then another for the painting A Pilgrim, Pilgrimage to San Isidoro. Um, I'll, read, I'll read the poem that is in response to to, sour, uh, to Saturn de devouring his son. The corroded old doorknob comes off in my hand like the sentence comes off in my eyes. As I read, I am removing the head from the page, my sight trailing off in dull sudden. 
The dark has a tendency to do what light does, to offset its subject, give it a voice to emerge from as if that voice were landscape. We live in this landscape because we live out our days as the body that Saturn lifts up to its mouth, not moving, but moving unmoved by our plea to remit, repay what we lost of our limbs that were loaned to us at birth. We determine the value of a thing by how much we owe to those who remove it. Thank you. Um, yeah, welcome. What a beautiful poem, you know. And that, that, that of course, is, you know, I mean, I mean, the image I have is um, the, the Goya painting of Saturn devouring his son. Um, is that is that in part what you were thinking about there? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Thinking about all of us as as the sun being being devoured. Um, yeah, it's just it's just one of yeah, those. By, it's a, such a remarkably disturbing painting. You know, I've seen it in the Prado. <laughs> it's big. You know, it's it's like five by three. You know, people walk through the Prado. You know, looking at all this kind of uh, royalty. You know, painted, and suddenly you come upon Saturn devouring his son, which is like a <laughs> it's a complete horror show. You know. I know. Um, uh, but that's beautiful oh, the way you, you 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 covered it in terms of what we what we what we value. That's such a, a lovely take on that. Thank you very much. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I feel as though uh, um, capitalism is a kind of a horror show. <laughs> Honestly, right, right, um, of course, yeah, and and, and 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 yeah, that's a nice this comparison, of course, which is yeah. Um, uh, yeah, kind of insinuated there. I, 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 yeah, capitalism is right. S- similarly, that's that's so interesting, right? That that analogy. You know, the the idea of the boot, right? Um, I was I was talking to uh, uh, an an artist once, and and I started, you know, realizing that when I talk to artists and. In, in in Europe, sometimes that they're they're often talking about capitalism, and and I and I said to him, you know, but do you do you want to sell work? You know, is is that important to you? You know, maybe a naive question of me. And he said, you know, he said, I think I think you have the Stockholm syndrome, like everybody in the United States, you know. And the Stockholm syndrome is when you begin bonding with your captor, like you've been so used to capitalism. You can't see your way out of it. You're starting to like that boot, <laughs> you know. And and I don't know whether that's. I, I don't think that's true. I hope it's not. But you know, um, yeah, it, it, it is. It is cruel that way, and hard to almost see out of that way. Absolutely, yeah. It is. It is cruel to to insinuate. Um, you know, something like the boot into, into, you know, how we, how we look at our place in society, right? It's, it's, it's an impossibility to, to pull yourself up when you are also in the bootstraps that you're trying to, to, to pull up. Um, yeah, I was listening to um, 
an interview with uh, Andreas Malm recently, and he, and he said that it was easier to imagine the end of the world than it is to imagine the end of capitalism. Um, mm. And, and I, that, that really struck me. Mm, yeah, that's very powerful. Christopher, it's been great uh, hearing you read today, and I, I want to ask you one more question, which is what are you reading at the moment? Um, I am reading um, um, several books um, by Alice Oswald. Um, I, I, I feel like I've, I've come to her quite late and only recently, um, and so in the last few weeks I've read both her um, her book-length poem that I think won the T.S. Eliot Prize called Dart, and then I just finished Memorial, um, which is an extraordinary, extraordinary book that she describes as um, not a literal translation of Homer's Iliad, but a translation of its atmosphere. Um, and it is gripping and heartbreaking and also just so unbelievably lyrically beautiful that it is that it it takes your breath away. You know, every, on every page, there's something that's so surprising. Um, so, yeah, I, I mean, uh, I, I very much recommend uh, Alice Oswald. She's, she's, uh, her, her, her books are incredible. Thank you, Christopher, for that. And thank you again for reading today and, and, and talking with me. I wish you well with your manuscript. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you very much for having me, Brainerd. It's great to be here. You're listening to Yale Radio WYBC. This is Brainerd Carey with the lives of the artists, architects, curators, and more.